Hey, welcome to Younger and Older. This is Jason and Dave hanging out at the studios of Relate365.com in the Northwoods of Wisconsin on the campus of Silver Birch Ranch, Nicolay Bible Institute, and just down the road from the Wolf River Refuge. And uh, it's it's December time, and for the first time in a while, I'm looking outside and I still see brown, Dave. You know what? The, last year at this time, now of course we record these ahead of time. That's right. But last year at this time, there was 20 inches on the ground. No. Yes. Absolutely. Really? Yep. Yep. And this year, yeah. yesterday was 48 degrees. It was 48, yes. It, so, felt, it uh, felt like spring. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the ski trails that normally I get the privilege of maintaining. Yes. I'm not maintaining. Uh, w- yes. I'm not doing anything. I'm wa- <laughs> I mean, in I'm a way. I'm waiting. I'm waiting <laughs> for them to need maintaining. <laughs> I was going to say they're kind of maintained. Yeah, they are, but I'm waiting for them to need snow maintaining. That's right. That's oh, right. man. It, you know, there's so much we don't control in life. Oh, there's a lot we don't control. Yeah. You know, it, there are some things we do control. We were talking about that off air. I mean, you, there are some things. I mean, if you want to overeat, you're probably going to have consequences to it, so you can control that. Yeah. But you don't control your metabolism. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a metabolism. Yep. You have one. I mean, everyone does. So some, like we have one of our staff members, I think he could eat everything in the world and stay skinny. Yes. His metabolism just burns it up as he's looking at it. <laughs> and he's mu- he's older than I am. Yeah. However, I look at it and I gain weight. Yeah. So truth is, I just can't eat like he eats. Mm-hmm. That's my choice. And I could complain about it and I could say it's not fair. doesn't really matter what I say. I can't eat like he eats. Right. And that's what I think people miss. You, you got to look at the individual way that God made you. Mm. And respond to it. Yeah. And and enjoy how God made you and not just put a general rule out there. There are some general rules that apply everywhere. Okay. So, for example, calories in, calories out. Yes. You know, somehow, now, again, different metabolism I know, but somehow your body burns a certain amount of calories. Mm-hmm. And if you eat more than you use, it got, it's got to go somewhere. And it's surplus. Right. So it's got to go somewhere. Basic. Yeah, understand. But but the metabolism part is what's unique, I think. So yeah, you, that's why I find somebody has a diet that works for them, and they start telling everyone else about it. Have you ever done that? Have you ever gone on weird diets? Um, not a ton. I know because I called them weird. You didn't do it, but it, it, different, unusual, not conforming to the standard. Oh, I of, suppose I have done some. Okay. Now, have they worked? Have you maintained the weight you like because you were on them? While you were on them? Yeah, see, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. Either well, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm somewhat philosophical. So I was sitting talking to my doctor a long time ago about this and, and saying, so why is it that things like the Atkins seem to work for people? Mm-hmm. And he said, well, just watch them a while. I said, why? Because he said, well... It does work because when they first start a diet, it doesn't matter what it is, they adjust their eating habits. Mm-hmm. And as the longer they stay in it, the more they find within the categories to eat, and they get back to where they were. Mm. And so they got to go on another diet, some other one. A diet and, from your diet? Yeah, well, then another one. So let's say Atkins, then you go on to a, you know, I don't even know what they are out there, but. Keto is the latest Okay, craze. so let's say then you go to keto. And then. In the beginning, you're looking for all this food that, you know, and you can't find your normal. You're not, you know, normally can't eat the dozen donuts a week that you eat. And 
So those are out. So all of a sudden, all the calories change and the inputs change, and you lose weight, and you go, this keto diet's amazing. What you don't realize is how different you're eating. Yeah. And then, like right now, he said, when the Atkins diet, and that's an old, old one, but you can go, you, you when it came into popularity, I could go down the aisle at, at the grocery store, and there was all kinds of stuff that said Atkins on it. Yep. Uh, cookies, candy bars, Atkins, you know, it's so pretty soon you got calories again Mm -hmm. and you have a problem. You go, this diet didn't work for very long. Mm -hmm. Well, so anyway, that's my two cents on it. Um, I want to ask you about some things going on in the world today because you're a young guy. There's a plethora of things going on. There are. And as an older guy, I think they're downright silly. May I say that? Yeah. Silly. Say it. Okay. School board. There's a school board that proudly removes Thomas Jefferson's name from its school. What do you think about that? Why? Okay, I'm glad you asked. I'll read it. Announcing our schools must be places where all students, staff, and community members feel safe, supported, and inspired. From Rich Lowry, taking down both the author of the Declaration of Independence and the father of the Bill of Rights is a pretty good day's work. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, I thought, I just thought, now, for myself, I thought that the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights were pretty good items. Yeah. I mean, that's and what our nation is founded upon. The right? one who wrote them, I mean, we're not worshiping the guy. We're just, the school is honoring a guy that mm-hmm. basically, in fact, I bet you there's schools called George Washington schools. I bet you there's, or just Washington yeah, after yeah. George. I'm reading a book on George Washington right now. I'm impressed by this guy. I yeah. mean, I really am. I'm not impressed by everything because he's like he's like a normal human. So yeah. he, you know, he'll punch somebody. Isn't? I mean, really, isn't everybody a normal human? I know. It's just that's what my point. They try to show. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that that's my whole point. I oh. mean, everybody. I don't care what. I stole your thunder. Yeah. Well, I, well, no, you you're exactly right, and that's where I was going with it. But you're. I don't care what your race is. I don't care what country you're from. You have the same problem everyone else does. It's called sin. You can be self-centered, and you can be an idiot at any given moment. Mm-hmm. So everybody has that problem. That yeah. isn't a, a race problem. It isn't a gender problem. It, it's a problem. Yep. So if you're going to uh, name anything after anybody, I'm not saying you even should. I'm just saying if you're going to, mm-hmm. you already didn't name it after a perfect person. Correct. But I don't know how a name on a building... Thomas Jefferson. I don't know how it makes somebody feel unsafe when he's the author of the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights. I don't, I don't know how you would feel unsafe unless somebody's feeding a bunch of garbage into your brain. Yeah. And of course, forgive me if I'm using language that you don't think is right, but I, I don't understand how you can be upset with a name like Thomas Jefferson on a building or George Washington. Some might say, well, you don't understand the trials I've seen. You know, it's like, but I, I don't think Thomas Jefferson had anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think somebody else might have. Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting that there were some adults that seemed determined to make the name Thomas Jefferson unsafe for the next generation. Right. And I would say, as a guy that's in my 60s, stop it. Mm-hmm. Let the buildings be named whatever. Right. I would understand a building, a school, if it was named Adolf Hitler Gra- you know, Grammar School. I would understand how that would be offensive because Adolf Hitler 
wanted to kill millions of people and cleanse society by killing people. Mm-hmm. That's far different than the Declaration of Independence yeah. and the Bill of Rights. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so what would you do if your children went to a school such as that? Oh, that'd be interesting. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either because I don't have kids that age, so I don't have to make that decision. There you go. But I would talk to my kids about it and say, you know what, Thomas Jefferson, not a bad guy. One of the things we could do, I would encourage people, uh, pick up some auto, you know, biographies, read them, know mm-hmm. what these people were really about. Yeah. For example, George Washington, uh, as flawed as the man was, he never wanted to be a soldier. He never wanted to be president. Mm-hmm. Never. That's he wanted to be a farmer. Yeah. That's what he desired more than anything in life. He didn't want a second term. He was unanimously picked by the Electoral College for the first president of the United States and didn't even want it. Oh, wow. And then he went and they, they got him in a second term. And after the second, he said, no more. I am so done with this. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to be a politician. Right. He actually did it because he felt like he had the, the, the ability or the skills and the people wanted him to. He was really revered by a lot of people because of his ability as a general, which... Again, he couldn't figure out why mm-hmm. because he was just doing natural stuff. Yeah. But he loved the soldiers. He wanted them to succeed. He wanted the United States of America to have a freedom that could be expressed in this country that was different than what he came from in Europe, what the people came from over in England. And he was uh, just doing what he thought he was asked to do for the country. Mm-hmm. Now, put all the other stuff in there. By the way, he did have slaves, and that's what people talk about, his bad point. But he was one of those who treated them nicely. Mm -hmm. In fact, his problem was he treated them very nicely. Their population grew. He was going bankrupt because he couldn't figure out enough work for them to do. Hmm. But he wouldn't sell them. Right. Because that was wrong to sell a human being. Mm -hmm. So for people who get upset about the founding fathers and how they— some of them were working within a system that they just grew up in, just yeah. like, like we are. And when they realized certain things that were not right, they tried to do something. None of them were perfect, just as the Bible says. All of them sinned. Mm-hmm. And all of them fall short of the glory of God. All of them. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think we have to understand that. So anyway, all right. No, that makes total sense. Next, next, next What's thing next? I want your, your comment on. In the process, if you can even understand this sentence, I'll, I'll give you a, a mint. They're in a bowl right there. You could have a <laughs> mint because we'll celebrate. All right. All right. In the process of filing a Title IX complaint with the Office for Civil Rights against Georgia State University for its illegal, discriminatory, single-sex, female-only, women-led, empowering women-to-lead program. Did you get all that? Uh, I think I'm following. Okay. I came across the preferred pronoun list that is part of the program's application form. So if you're going to apply for this Women Lead Empowering Women to Lead program, Mm -hmm. you could uh, actually be, you fill out an application and you have to tell them what pronoun you're What your preferred pronouns are. That's right. So he, she, that kind of thing. Yep. But let me give you the pronouns. Okay. And and, because there's a list of them on the application. And I might say before we start this that I am confused by these pronouns. Okay. Okay, Just, I want to put that out for the record. Am I making fun of anybody? Well, not really. 
I, I'm totally confused, and I think it's one of the dumbest things I've ever read. Mm-hmm. I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm just telling you the honest truth of an old guy looking at this going, huh? Right. Okay. Okay. The pronouns, which ones do you prefer? The first one, this is one pronoun, but they have it in many forms. Like um, uh, uh, two of them are he, him, his. I, I don't know why his is in there twice. Anyway, he, him, his, his, himself. She, her, her, hers, herself. Those gotcha. are, I'm those, are you. those are two pronouns. Yep, okay? used to those. Yep. So here's the others. Co, that's capital C-O. If I say the word twice, it's because one's capitalized and one's not. Okay. And for some reason, those are different then. Okay. So it's co, co, cos, cos, coself. That's one. N, N, ends, ends, ends self. That's two. I, E-Y, is that how you pronounce I? I thought, uh, anyway, I'm pronouncing that way. Okay. I, then E-M-M, then E-I-R, um, ear. E- ear. <laughs> Ire. I'm sorry. Then E-I-R-S, then himself. Okay. So that's, then you do the he, him, and the she, her, and then there's they, them, there's, there's themselves. And then you get to, okay, how do you pronounce this? X-I-E. Key? Okay, fine. And then. Maybe, I don't know. The next, then there's a comma there, because these are all one. The X-I-E, I'm going to say Z, key, then H-I-R. Which is not her, it's here, higher. Higher. High. And then H-I-R again, for some reason, H-I-R-S, then H- and then herself. Then this this is one that I, I've said to people, but not as far as pronoun for gender. Yo, yo-yos, yos, and yourself. I, I might have used those for something. <laughs> And then there's Z, Zer, Zer, Zers, Zerself, V, Viz, Ver, Ver, Verself. And then they give you a place where you can put other because they might not have covered everything. There you go. I'm confused. Would you please help me? I, I don't know if I can help you. What do I do with this? I'm 64 years old. What do I do with this? I, how do I address people today? I would say, I, I, to me, it's... And maybe this is me speaking frankly, but it, I feel like it's just a black and white thing. It is. You know. You know, in the mean, Bible, the we're Bible told. The Bible says, yeah. you know, God created man and woman. He did. Those are two genders, just two. Yeah. And there's pronouns that go with them. Right. And that's what the Bible says. In fact, when Jesus was asked, he, he, there was a discussion with the disciples in the New Testament, and he was asked about divorce and that kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, before he even answered the question about the v- divorce, he said this. In the beginning, God made male and female. Mm-hmm. So even before he answered the question, he went back and said he made male and female, telling us that God's plan from the very beginning had two genders in it. And those genders are different. Mm-hmm. But he didn't give us a list of genders. There was male and female. And there's a reason, because males are males and females are females. And, you know, females are different than males and males different than females which we know and and it's and we've talked about this in other programs so i don't want to belabor it one's not better than the other Mm -hmm. they're different right and that's what we have to understand but for people to start making things up i think that in many respects what we're doing is complicating a very simple issue and i i would like to suggest 
that that's satanic. Mm. And the reason I want to suggest that is because Satan loves to take the simple and complicate it so we cannot understand life. He's the king of confusion. Absolutely. God is not the king of confusion. It's very simple. Think about this for a second. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's not confusing. Right. Think now, take God out of the picture and think of what science says. Right. That's confusing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Marriage. All the way through the Bible, and I would challenge anybody listening, go read the Bible cover to cover. You'll see this to be true. All the way through. The marriage was meant to be between one man and one woman who committed themselves to each other for life. Mm-hmm. In that context, there may be babies that take place. Yeah. But in that context then, the sexual part or the physical part is, is healthy, respectful. It produces children who are in an environment that there's commitment and love. Mm-hmm. Stop me when I get to the bad part, Jason. I'm waiting. Okay. I'm not there because there is none. Right. Well, even the design behind it right. makes sense, as you're just saying. Absolutely. You know, and so you take that design away and you take that intentionality away and you, you have something that doesn't work. And so you have to come up with your own ex- like creation yep. to make it work. Right. You know, like I always think like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm 35 now, Dave. And I think, man. What if we were to take some of the concepts in our everyday world now, whether it's all these lists, you know, say I were to take this list of pronouns to my teacher in first grade 30 years ago, 20 years, yeah, whatever that is. You know, I'm pretty sure that anybody I were to take it to back then would be like, what? Right. You know? Yeah. Some things are common. Yeah. I mean, just observe them. Yeah. The wind blows. Yeah. It moves trees. Yep. You don't need to be a rocket science to see that or know that. Yeah. I mean, whether or not a tree makes noise when nobody's around when it falls, you know, that's up for debate. It, it is. And I'm it's a teasing. debate I'm sure that people <laughs> should spend hours on because, because the whole world rides on that. <laughs> when I first heard that, by the way, in philosophy class in college, I burst out laughter and I got in trouble. You can't <laughs> laugh about things like that. I guess not. Well, to me, it was, okay, I understand philosophy, great, wonderful, argue yeah. about things that don't matter. The The bottom line really is, can we talk about stuff that is, right. that, that actually matters? Right. Absolutely. I, 100%. You know, I think, I think what we're doing is mainstreaming delusion. Mm. I, I, I think we're doing that. I think we're making it so you can't ask questions anymore. Even the conversation we're having is probably politically incorrect. Oh, I, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Well, the problem is... As a teacher, as a human being that loves to learn, mm-hmm. I need to ask questions. Absolutely. So if somebody calls themselves, uh, I'm yourself, I'm going to go, okay, yourself. I, I have no idea what that means. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's my gender. I would look at him and go, no, it's not. Right. Okay, that's what I would do. Yep. Because I'm, again, believing that there's male and female. However, you can call yourself whatever you want. You mm-hmm. can call yourself Amelia Earhart and dress like her and walk around the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You're not Amelia Earhart. No. And you, but go ahead, believe whatever you want. If, if it, wouldn't it be that the people who say they were Amelia Earhart and walk around dressed like her the rest of their life, that the rest of us would think they're not all there? Mm. Yeah. Okay, so that's all I'm saying. Right. So why, how in the world can any culture start mainstreaming delusion? 
I, I don't get it. Yeah, and, I don't get it. And how is this good for your kids? Mm-hmm. Well, there's so much confusion now. That's right. So what do kids call somebody in school? Who knows? Exactly. And you can get in trouble if you call them by the wrong whatever. Yeah. Once again, if, if, we're, if the answer is given to us ahead of time, I'm asking the people who are listening to us to, to look in culture and realize that if the answer is given to you ahead of time, if it's predetermined, it will rob you of any intellect that you have. Mm. You will stop asking the questions. For example, if, if somebody says, yes, I am overweight, but it's my genes, I can't do anything about it, my genetic makeup, I can't do anything about it. Okay, what that means is I can't ask you about your lifestyle now. Mm. Because you've predetermined that there's no way to fix this. Mm-hmm. Okay, marriage. Well, you can't, you know, this guy's an impossible guy to live with, whatever. So you've predetermined. The answer is that divorce is the only answer. Mm-hmm. So since you've predetermined that, I can't ask you questions anymore. Because yeah. if I do, I'm not sensitive to you. Mm. Now, that will destroy counseling. Yeah. Uh, let me give you an example. Let's say um, a young person goes to interview for a job. Yeah. And there's 10 people interviewing for one position. Yep. What goes on during that interview? Do you know? I mean, what, what is the person interviewing trying to figure out? I would imagine they're trying to figure out how that person would fit into their organization, how they work, how they interact with people. Right. You know, what their skill sets are. And so they're going to have to ask questions and try to get a feel for that. Right. Well, I'll tell you what. If you were a uh, guy and I was interviewing you for a, like a youth pastor position. Yep. And you came in and you had a tattoo on your forehead that said down with authority. Mm-hmm. You're not hired. Yeah. It's because of the tattoo. Mm-hmm. Now, in our culture, what's happening is people can't tell you that or don't tell you that. Right, right. They'd say that you're not, you know, we we chose to go a different direction. Right, and there's other candidates that we just felt were a better fit. Right. You'll never find out that it's that tattoo you put on your forehead that's a down with authority. Right, and the reason it is is because if they are actually to tell you that, then they would turn around and see you. Right. So the bottom line is we can't educate people because we can't talk to them honestly because we can't ask questions. If you came in and you had that tattoo on your forehead, I would tell you, I would ask you, why did you do that? Mm-hmm. Can you give me a reason, a, a sane reason, for why you put that on your forehead? Mm-hmm. And you might tell me I was in a Nazi prison camp and they did it to me against my will. Mm-hmm. Oh, put a hat on, you're hired. You know what I mean? I, yeah. Now all of a sudden I don't care. Right. But I need to be able to ask you. Right. Or you could say it's because I think all authority is bad and I need to be in charge of this youth group so, so that and nobody's going to tell me what to do. I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> I got it. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah, you're not hired. Yeah. Why? Because of your attitude and your tattoo and I don't want to promote that. So you're not hired. Yeah. Uh, that's really hard for people to grab these days, to the honesty part. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's in every area of life. Right. I don't know how many people I've talked to that told me, you know, I just, uh, I, I'm angry with God. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, uh, do you know him? Of course I know him. Okay. Can I ask you about your habits? Do you spend time with him? No, I'm not legalistic. Mm-hmm. Can I ask how you know him? Right. All of a sudden I'm a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Because I'm asking questions that go along with the problem. Yeah. 
I'm really not judging somebody. I'm saying there's a reason why you ended up the way you are right now. So let's figure it out. Yeah, can you help me figure it out? I'm not trying to say you're a bad human being. I'm trying to say, if you're overweight, can I ask you about what you do when you get up in the morning? What do you eat? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I you have to. I'm hungry. Is that the predetermined answer? Every time you're hungry, you have to eat? Mm. Now I can't ask other questions or I'm insensitive to the fact that you're hungry? Mm-hmm. I. I tell you, I I love meeting with individuals that um, need help if they really will let me ask them questions. I don't really know the answers most of the time Mm -hmm. because you don't know why anyone does what they do. I mean, half the time, I don't know why I do what I do. Right. And God says that in the the Psalms where it says, search me, O God, know my heart. Basically, I'm not sure I always know my motive. Mm. But if I ask enough questions, I can learn my motive. Yeah. You know, why do I treat the mailman like I do you know I mean why do I throw a brick at him every time I see him or something you know I mean why is it that I and by the way I don't throw a brick (laughs) at the mailman (laughs) but but if you ask the questions I mean even some people that say if you grew up like I did and you had parents who did to you what my parents did to me you'd be like me Mm. and I would sit there and think okay that's the predetermined answer now I can't ask any more questions because if I do, I'm not sensitive to your history or something. Mm-hmm. Well, how am I supposed to help you now? Yeah. Because you're not going to allow me to help you. I, we are told in the Bible not to judge one another. And that's an important aspect of counseling and an important aspect of friendship. Mm-hmm. It's not really about judging. Right. It's really about finding out what the issue is doing something about it, but you got to find out what it is. I, I'm trying to become a, a mighty deer hunter. Mm. If somebody really knows how to deer hunt, they, they ask me questions. So when do you go out? What do you do? How do you know the deer are there? What? And I say, you know what? The deer just aren't coming around right now. Predetermined answer. I'm done talking to you past the beans. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, we're done. Yeah. You shut it down. Yeah. You don't, you gave me the predetermined answer. There's no way you can fix the problem of the deer not coming around. Mm-hmm. That's not your issue. And since that's what you've told me, mm-hmm. you're not going to accept me saying anything else. Right. So young people, if you're listening today, I would beg you, uh, don't be upset if somebody loves you and asks you a question. Yeah, and I would even take it a step further. To, if you don't have anybody asking you the questions in life, you know, I would encourage you to find the people that care enough about you to ask you those questions, you know, because it's, it, it's not like they're doing it to make you feel bad. They're doing it because they love you and they want to try to help, help you, you know? Yeah. If you have those friends in your life, you encourage it. And I would, if you don't have them, you're, um, friendship bankrupt. Mm. Yeah. Y- you need people to ask you why you did whatever you did Yeah. and know that if they love you, they'll help you figure out, you know, if it's harmful or good. It might be that they're asking cause they're so impressed by something. Yeah. And they might be wanting to know, how did you do that? Mm-hmm. So they could learn. Like, I, I ask you how you make pizza, because you make good pizza. So it's like, how do you do that? How do, why yeah. do you do that? Mm-hmm. It's not like, because that's what you do when you make pizza. <laughs> it's like, well, no. That's here. a predetermined answer. I'm not asking you anymore. Yep, yep, yep. Because the answer is, that's what you do when you make pizza. So, done. Yep, yep. 
Anyway. Yeah. Anyways, unfortunately, we're out of time. Uh, I encourage you to to re-listen to this episode. Head over to relate three sixty five dot com, and you can uh, check out this episode, former episodes, and just catch up. And uh, we thank you for joining our conversations. We try to just have frank conversations about what's going on in life. But as always, this is Jason and Dave here on Younger and Older. Take care. Bye bye.